You good? Mm-hmm. And we're on this one. Mm -hmm. And you'll get the... I'll go, yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> oh, sure. Does everybody have tea? If someone who wants tea. <laughs> you served everybody tea, we didn't get any tea. What? You served you everyone tea. tea. You oh, you have tea. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I did. Good. Except for Om Mangalam Gurudevaya Devye Matriksha Mangalam Mangalam Bhakta Brindevya Sarvalokaya Mangalam Om Stapakaya Chadarmasya Sarvadharma Sarupine Avatara Varishtaya Ramakrishnaya Mangalam Om Jananim Sharadam Devim Ramakrishnam Jagatkurum Parapadme Tayostritva Pranamami Muhur Muhur Om Sara Shiva Samarambam Shankaracharya Madhyamam Ashmar Achara Prayantam Vande Gurum Param Param Vande Gurum Param Param <coughs> Om Sri Hari So <coughs> today is um, I think we're ready in Ashtami Titi Saptami finished midday I think and so Ashtami has started and it will go through into uh, uh, around 9.30 tomorrow. Nine, actually it finishes right at 10, Ashtami Titi. And that moves into uh, Novmi, the ninth day. So today is Durgashtami and it moves into uh, uh, Mahanavami, most auspicious time. And so right at that moment of, of, of switching, we won't be quite open yet, but if, if you go 24 minutes before 10 in the morning, right, the 24 minutes after 10, I guess they call that 1024. <laughs> <laughs> I say it out loud, I realize I'm, I'm taking a, can you have my bag? It's back there. I may need the one hanging on the chair there. Thank you. Old world technology here. Thank you. Yes, I need. Um, uh, uh, so from, t what's 24 minutes before? Before ten, from ninth, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been, it's been a, uh, a a chock full day um, a week so far. So the brain's a little the brain's a little jumbled. From nine twenty nine thirty six right to ten twenty four, right. It is called Sandi Puja, and so this is uh, the last section of time of, of Ashtami to the first section of time of Novmi, and that is considered when the um, uh, the battle when uh, Chamunda killed Chanda and Munda, and right at ten will be that switch will be when the uh, the when she uh, killed Chanda and Munda. So it's sort of considered a very auspicious time during Navaratri. <coughs> and so last week, actually last week, I my my intention was just to read from chapter five that Yadevi Sarvabhuteshu, but in the process we told the entire story of the Chandi, more or less, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, so, but, and that, so, and that was good. I mean, if when I wanted to get, thinking maybe we won't get a chance to speak and, and discuss the Chandi, which we love doing, but we have, we have another week. I didn't know how today was going to go, and we didn't know if we would have time to speak, but things would be okay. Um, uh, so there's a few parts of the Chandi that I'm especially fond of, and we didn't get a chance to, to think of them or speak about them. And uh, um, we've, we discussed the killing of Madhu and Kaitu very briefly, and then the killing uh, or the destruction of uh, uh, Chanda and Munda, right, primarily, right? And then 
um, and, and Mahishasura. And that's, these are what we basically, and we mentioned Shumba and Nishumba a little bit. So this is the, 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 the new, and, and when Mahishas, when um, uh, Shumba and Nishumba came up, well, we mentioned that they're more refined demons compared to Mahishasura, very, very refined uh, uh, um, when they when they attack this time the gods we mentioned like we mentioned last week this time the devas they didn't go running to Shiva running to Vishnu uh, to pray for some help they remembered last time we did that right something came out of us some Shakti not some Shakti our Shakti or the Shakti came out of us and created this Mahadevi right and and so they had this remembrance and at the end of that whole uh, after they prayed after the killing of Mahishasura and they prayed uh, the Shakrari Stuti they um they remembered you know in the past uh, 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 ma gave them a boon right is that and they she asked ask a boon she says the boon we've already got the boon we want mahishasura is dead so that's the boon but if you need to give us a boon if you want to give us a boon we pray that anytime we remember or anybody else remembers you with these hymns right of remembrance then you will come and save us Right, you'll end their suffering, and so we spoke about that last week. And and so this time, when they remembered, they went to the Himalayas and they started Yadevi Sarvabhuteshu. You know that oh, that goddess who exists in all beings in the form of so many different things, the form of everything, mm-hmm. right? And and every transformation of consciousness and unseen power, how it manifests and how it's seen. Uh, so that was uh, the 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 gist of the discussion that they remembered. And then what happened? She she appeared, right? While they're in the midst while they're praying. Uh, Parvati comes and sits to take a bath in the, in the, Him- in the Himalayas and ask who is being, who are you praying to? And then she herself gives an answer. We discussed this last week. And she comes out of, out of her form comes another form, right? Uh, uh, and says, I am the one who you're praying to after being, uh, you're, after being kicked out of heaven by, by, Chan- by Shumba and Nishumba. And what, uh, 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 and so she came out. We, we discussed that this was a symbol by yogis. They say it's a symbol of Kundalini because she comes out of Parvati comes out of a sheath, and therefore she's called I think Koshika, right? Koshika, she who comes out of a sheath, she who comes out of the body. If you give it the symbolism of Parvati and the mountain being the body, <coughs> and so that's the height of it. And we mentioned very quickly then Shumba and Nishumba they had a battle and they and they and they killed, right? So, but it didn't happen so quickly when Shumba and Nishumba actually first. Um, uh, when uh, who saw when she sat there in the Himalayas, glorious, right as the Divine Mother Ambika in the Himalayas, uh, um, uh, first. Uh, uh, so Chanda and Munda they saw her, and they said, "Oh, we should she should be possessed by our lords, Shumba and Nishumba, right?" And uh, and so they and so you go tell and they went to Shumba and Nishumba says there's a lady in the Himalayas you sh- she's so beautiful she's a tra- she is a jewel amongst women you you possess all jewels you should possess her too right uh, and so it says go and go as my messenger she sent a messenger uh, go and 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 and, and sweet talk her tell her how wonderful I am that she should marry me immediately right and then so I'm giving a little backstory of the story because it's the verses we'll read have has a lot of meaning to it. And what 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 the messenger said, he says, uh, uh, um, Sugriva, I think, is a messenger. If I remember, I read that in those verses today. Um, he says, "Our lords, I mean, and he speaks in the name of Shum, in, in the voice of Shumba Nishumba. I'm the Lord of everything. I possess everything. I'm glorious and strong." Right? He says, "All the the possessions of the world have been stolen by me. 
and they exist in my kingdom and my treasury. I sit on Indra's throne. I have Brahma's chariot, right? I have Indra's uh, uh, elephant and horse, right? I have, you know, so, uh, Varuna, I have, I have his weapons and I have his jewels like this. So his big claim to fame is I've stolen everything, right? This is Shumba's, uh, so this gives a hint of Shumba and Nishumba, that their nature, I their identity is look how great I am, I stole everything. Right, so this gives a hint. So if we go into who Shumba and Nishumba is, uh, uh, we give a little bit psychological or a, a symbolic interpretation. Shumba is, and even ep 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 etymological, my language, what is it? <laughs> I lost the word. You know what I mean? What is it? Etymological. Thank you. I had a P in there. Etymologically, right? Shumba has a meaning of that of, a, of, of, of the ego, right? And Nishumba, this knee has a certain quality. One is that it can be used in the gate. We talked about last time. So ego, Shumba is this false sense of ego, this big sense of self-importance. And Nishumba is the kind of broken, empty, lost, um, incomplete uh, being behind that. Nishumba. But Nishumba has another, another way. This word Ni also qualifies it in a different way. It also is like, it's... Uh, um, so if Shumba is the I, Nishumba has been interpreted as the mind. Right, so the it's I and mine. Right, it's 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 the eyes. It's not the real I. There is a real I that says aham, says aham, but it must be that I will speak. That's that I is the one who's speaking, right? And in in the, in the Himalayas, right? Uh, who are you praying to? It's me, aham. It's, I'm the one that's being spoken to. So that is the real I of everything, right? But there's a false I, a, a created I, uh, um, and it it's so connected to this sense of I and mine. But that mind comes, why mine? Why grabbing? Why stealing? Why uh, uh, identifying with things to create your identity? Because there's a lack. There's, a, there's an ontological or um, uh, uh, yeah, uh, 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 foundational sense of lack, of brokenness that, that needs some things. That's where the I and mine comes from. And so there's a lot of weird things that happen. There's one thing that, that's considered very bewildering. And commentators have said it's very bewildering, I also think, where when he's trying to tell Devi, you should marry me, Shumba saying, right? Or my or my brother, Nishumba. Right? So it's a very strange thing. Marry me or my brother. Right? And so and also, and also and so they're so they say and it, they're all they described several places as as dear as life itself. Right? Nishumba is as dear to me as my life. Jaima, Jaima, come come this can you squeeze in? It's good as come come. So Nishumba is, is dear as my very dear as my very life. So, <coughs> uh, so they're they're so connected. And I remember one time one 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 sadhu. I remember uh, his name was um, Sahajananda. Sami Sahajananda. He was a wonderful sadhu. Remember he was like one. He was a South Indian sadhu. He used to stay with um, Irene sometimes. Remember him? He said kind of a slightly dirty sense of humor. Remember, he took lots of, a very brilliant philosopher, but he had a, definitely an edge to his sense of humor. <laughs> he did very high philosophy. In the middle of the philosophy, okay, enough to enough philosophy. Then he tells some slightly off-color joke, clear the air and keep talking. <laughs> he was a very funny, very funny person. Importantly, he died from some injury some years ago. Wonderful song. But I remember one time we, were, we went to go hear him or speak with him, private conversation. And he also said this I and mine, are, they're so connected. The problem is we're, we're, we're told we have to find out who we really are. So that's one thing. Right? Who, who's the real I? Self-inquiry. But, but, but the I 
every time we think I, another I shows up. That's not really who we are, right? This false I, the false ego, this ahamkara comes up. And we can't even see that properly because it's so connected to, it's I and mine always, right? And so when we think of I, that's why Shum, when we think of, we're trying to think of even the ego, immediately the body, the mind, the stuff, our experiences, right? Our possessions, our education, our, our parentage, our lineage, our caste, our religion, all these things that the, the I grabs onto, we can't even see what to speak of the real I, the fake I that's in the way we can't see because it's, it's surrounded nishumba, it's around, it surrounds us with nishumba, right? Uh, and so he said, this is why, like in yogis and sannyasis, they practice renunciation. But if you get rid of the mind, then hopefully the eye reveals itself. You get rid of bit by bit all the things that you're, that you're identified with, right? And hopefully, the problem is that's not so easy, right? You know, the neti neti process or something like that, not, not this, not this, and you give up, okay, uh, I, I don't have any possessions, I don't have a family, I don't have any clothes, I don't have any car, I don't have any bank balance, all the things we identify with ourselves, right? Hopefully, maybe the, uh, that, that ahamkara shows itself. Right, he says, and if you see that, what happens when it doesn't have a props of the of the mind that holds it up? It just falls over, because it doesn't have any any substantial strength outside. So in the stories, when Nishumba is killed, I'm giving the, I'm giving the, the story away. Everybody knows. I think Nishumba. It's a big surprise. Nishumba is going to be killed. When Nishumba come come. When Nishumba is killed, very quickly, Shumba also dies. Right. So there's a very and who's left? Only, <laughs> only the one is left, right? <coughs> so in so in the process of Shumba and Nishumba and this whole thing, when they see her, and and then they, and then uh, uh, Chanda and Munda, which we mentioned, represent anger and lust and anger or desire and anger. When they're killed, Shumba becomes really angry, right? And actually, this is one of the things. Every time something happens, they get he gets angrier and angrier and angrier. Right, and in one sense, it's when your th- when your desire is thwarted, anger comes. But this is um, this is at a deeper level. It's like when your very sense of existence is threatened, right? You know, he, he, the the fear is coming tremendously as he loses, about to lose. He's losing the, his foundation. To you know. so, what did he do? He he calls up a whole slew of demons, right? Remember the first one he did is hey Dumra, before Chandamunda, hey Dumralochana. That's my favorite. Oh, smoke covered eyes, which. So it's not, we don't have to guess what that means, or it means ignorance, right? So, and, but, and all these demons, and, and immediately uh, 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 millions is described, hundreds of thousands of battalions and horses and elephants and chariots, and everything goes to attack, right? And we can see, we mentioned last week, in a second, when something like that happens within us, we can, we can invoke that in a second. Right, within a, you know, somebody says something, or something doesn't go our way, or somebody, you know, it's like, I mean, hey, and the first thing, hey, Dubna Lochana, our, our vision becomes blinded, right, and every form of monster that we can go, go get them, you know, like, sometimes it's just like, fine, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> but inside, it's hey, Dubna Lochana, hey, you know, <laughs> cut them, kill them, you know, <laughs> grab her, grab, pull her by the hair, whatever it is, you know, so it happens psychologically almost instantly. So when Chanda and Munda were, were, were destroyed, again he awakens even another set of, uh, of, of, of demons. Let me see if I have him here with the proper name. I have him here maybe. I'm going to read from chapter 8, I think, or 9. Chapter, nine, chapter 8. It begins with a brief Dhyan Sloka on uh, Bhavani. O embodiment of existence, grantor of perfection, 
holding net, sword, bow, and arrow, surrounded by rays of light and other, other subtle energies. With red-colored body, your eyes shine with compassion. On you, O Mother Bhavani, we meditate. Om Shri So, Mark, um, here, Markandeo Mark speaking? No. Uh, 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 Medas is speaking, I think. When Chanda was slain and the demon Munda struck down, so now Chanda and Munda, this is right after we, the main section, uh, the mo- and most of the army destroyed, the lord of demons, the powerful, sh- the powerful Shumba's mind, became overcome with anger. He ordered the mobilization of his demonic general thus. Okay, I don't have the transliter- the transliteration mark. I'm going to mispronounce each. It's bad enough to mispronounce God's name, but they're forgiving. The demons may be, I don't know who I'm invoking. <laughs> <laughs> if I mispronounce the demons, let me get them right. Chapter 8. Ma's forgiving. She, devotion, she hears you, but the demons may not be. Uh, chapter 8. Let now the Daita clans with all their troops go forth. The 64 Ud, uh, Uda Yudas, the, 80, the 84 Kumba families, together with their forces. Let the 50 Kotiviriya families and the 100 Dhamra clans depart at my command. So also, so also at the... Ca- at my command, let the Kalaka, the Dhauridas, the Mauryas, the Kalakeyas, uh, the Kalakeya Sudas set out in haste, armed for battle. Right. So we, we look at, they also have, if, if we take it, I mean, this is an ancient story. But it, I think it's, I mean, we, as, as sadhaks and people, aspire, spiritual aspirants and yogis and devotees and people who are trying to overcome internal obstacles to, to attain a higher goal, we give these things a symbolic meaning to make it personal. But also the meanings, I think, are, I think are intentional, right? It's an ancient story, but it has a very modern. So if we look at, at some of their names of these demons, oh, that what happens in an instant, immediately go, again, another set of demons, right? Uh, uh, the Uda Yudas was upraised weapons. You can see immediately, you know, s- you know, somebody offends immediately, everything becomes like that. Kumba, the plunderers. Kotivirias, the brave. Dumra, smoky, again means ignorant. Kalakas, the dark and black. These are black thoughts, deep thoughts. the evil hearted or vicious, venomous. The Maurias, destroyers. Kalakeyas, also darkness. You know, it's all these low, dark thoughts. If we if we give the demons a, a, a mental uh, meaning, right? Uh, 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 <coughs> they come, go forth and, uh, and, and forth ready for battle. Ordering thus, Shumba, the fer- the ferocious king of the demons, went forth with many thousands of huge armies, Thou- not just an uh, army of thousands, thousands of huge armies, <laughs> right? So this this happened twice today <laughs> for me I, immediately something happens thousands of huge armies come right <laughs> seeing the approach of this terrible army chandrika chandika twanged her bowstring filling space from earth to sky with its sound now remember when we giving we gave her a little bit this interpret she who's come unsheathed so it's a, a symbol of kundalini right and from the earth to the sky which means from the muladhara on the, all the way to the top if we give it a yogic interpretation Right, uh, uh, but also with her her, 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 she twanged her bow, filling the earth to the sky. 
right? And so there's a big, and this is my inter my way of interpreting the Raktabija uh, episode, has a lot to do with sound. So we're, 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 it's set up. It's not my. I didn't make it up. It's being set up for sound, right? Uh, uh, Chandrika twanged her bowstring, filling the spaces of sky. Her lion mount then let out a loud roar. So again, sound, you know, the tremendous sound. Uh, um, Dear king, and Ambika increased the sound with the ringing of her bell. Kali opened her mouth and filled the quarters with the sound, hum, overwhelming the sound, the previous sound, the bowstring, the lion, and the bell by her frightful laughter. Hearing the roar, the enraged demon army surrounded lion, Chandrika, and Kali on all four sides. So already Ma has, in the previous battle, she's a, a few things have happened, right? In the killing of Shumba, uh, for killing of Chanda and Munda, remember there's a story where some, uh, uh, an energy came out of uh, Ambika or Chandika's frown and some energy came and that became Kali. So in some stories, oh, Kali comes out of, people say, people ask, oh, who's Kali? Isn't she, uh, didn't she come out of Durga's? There's a story like, there's also stories where one of the, you know, Kali is supreme and, and one energy of Shakti comes out as Durga. There's all these different leelas like that. In this story, Kali comes out of the anger uh, of, 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 of Durga, right? So you have, you have Durga here called Chandika, you have uh, uh, um, um, uh, or Ambika, you have Kali, uh, whose whose sound is there? You, and so there's only a few on the on on the stage. There's a, there's the lion, there's Ambika, there's uh, and Kali are there, all making tremendous sounds. At this time, dear king, in order to annihilate the enemies of the gods, and to the benefit of supreme deities. I'm sorry, ahead of uh, uh, yes. Issued there issued forests with extreme strength, shaktis, from the bodies of Brahma, Shiva, Guha. Guha means Kartikeya. Vishnu and Indra, right? So in this mo at this moment, something happened, right? You know, from this, when uh, when they attack and they fill the sound, the one goddess who is already three and a lion began to multiply, right? But they multiply a different way because who's looking from the sides? There's Brahma, there's Vishnu, there's Indra, right? There's uh, 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 um, uh, Shiva. They're all looking, right? But something happened in the middle of this battle. Energy shaktis came out of them. Right, and, uh, 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 and uh, um, uh, these forms went forth in battle with, along with Chandika in the, in the same form with the same ornaments and the same vehicles that the different gods possessed their shaktis came forward to fight the demons so they looked just like, like, like Shiva so who we call in Mahadeva or like uh, Brahma, so then Brahmi shows up. She looks just like Brahma, right? She rides also a swan, right? She holds a water pot. Same thing, right? She, uh, uh, um, uh, a form of, of, of Shiva riding a bull, holding a trishul with Rudraksha bees and matted hair and a moon in her. In her, in, in her. The same, so each, each Indra holding a lightning bolt with a thousand eyes. It's like Indra has a thousand eyes, right? So all these things. Uh, so who are they? That's the question, right? You know. So in in I don't. I mean, I have, but I mean, I have, uh, earlier this morning I was studying the 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 the, the words themselves. It, it means the shaktis. It's not exactly possessed by or belong. It's not something like belonging to. It's not. It's it's a it's a it's a, it's a strange. And the text show that it's it's not that it's it's like they sent forth 
a Shakti. Their Shakti went forth, forward. But it's not that they sent their Shakti forward. Because their, you could say, like, my Shakti, it sounds like I possess Shakti and I'm sending it out. Mm-hmm. Or I could say my Shakti is that it's something independent of me. My, where am I getting my energy? Right? So it's Brahma's language. So it's like they're, the Shakti of Brahma is not Brahma's possessed Shakti. It's the power that Brahma has. Right? Where did he get it from? Is the question. Right? It's not, it's not Shiva. Shiva's Shakti isn't his possession. Right? It's where he gets his power. So you know, that, that's, that's a little complicated thing, but it's definitely what it's meant. Um, so when these came out, so they're not, it's not that Vishnu sent out his Shakti. His Shakti came out. Right? The Shakti that, Vish, that, that and in, the, in the previous story, remember, they all, all their energies created a goddess. Right? It's, it's, it's their energy, but it's not their energy, although it is their energy. <laughs> it doesn't belong to them. It's where they get their power. Their power is separate from them. Right? Uh, and it's her. So all of a sudden, when the battle started, she, remember what happened? Uh, uh, Shumba and Nishumba sent forth all these demons. Right? Where do they come from? Only from Shumba and Nishumba. Right? There's no, all these things, they, they rise in the mind of Shumba. Right? So similarly, in the mind of Durga, in the mind of Devi, she, there's, a, there's a counterbalance, or a, a, a mirroring. When there's a new demon comes up, a new Devi shows up. Right? So is there something to do that? So even the power, and one of the things that could be said, even the power of the demons to create more demons, that's also, they're not, her de- they're not their demons, they're not their energies, they're her, her energies. She's the power of all the gods. She's the power of all the, of all the demons, right? So, uh, so anyways, we'll, 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 we'll continue. Hmm? Kind of a subpar because she creates them, but then they create their own thing. Yeah. But the thing is, that she creates us, right. right? And she's our power of thinking. She's our power of being, our power of willing, right? But in the process, we think, oh, I'm this ahamkara comes, I, the shumba nishumba. Shumba and Nishumba are only her also, right? That, that's the thing. Right? There's, a, there's a... And so in, in, in the, uh, um, in the uh, uh, Brahma's hymn, it's Mahadevi Mahasuri. That's one of my favorite lines. You are the great goddess and the great demoness. Right? You are both, right? Or he says, both gods and demons touch your feet. It's another great line. Right? You know, she's the source of everything, right? And everything has its place. Actually, the Shumba, Nishumba, Chanda, and Munda, lust, anger, greed, jealousy, pride, hunger, all these things are not, I can't say they're good things, but they're not bad things. Right? If you didn't have hunger, you wouldn't eat. If you didn't have lust, you wouldn't procreate. If you wouldn't have desire, you wouldn't do anything. Right? You know, these things are not bad, but they have their place. There's, in the threefold world, you have the lower energies animate the, the energies of the body, animate the body, energies of the mind are for different, like but the difference is, it says at the opening scene, it says, Shumba sat on Indra throne. Right? Shumba is a low energy. Right? Or Mahishasura, even a lower energy, sits on it. But that's, if he's in, in the hellish world, in the underworld, animating the, the energies of the mind and the body and life, and these are also divine, that's a divine will. But when he takes over, when he kicks Indra off his throne and sits on the throne, I remember at the opening scene, when, when, when Shumba, when, when, if I were to go Om Agnaya Jaima, Om Agnaya Swahala, <laughs> the sun rises in the south today. Come, come, come over here, come over here. Just careful with the little wire thingy. You can walk around. And he needs tea. Jaima, Dema, Dema. When, what was I saying? I got distracted. 
you distracted me. It's a good distraction. Indra, you've, you've stunned my mind. Indra. Oh, yeah. So, so, so uh, when a demon sits on Indra throne, there's a big problem, right? Because that means a lower energy maybe has its place, right? Meant to be in the lower stru- stru- structures of the mind and body takes complete control. So desire is not bad, but when desire completely takes control of the mind and it's running everything, it's eating everything. So, so if a priest goes, Om Agnaya Swaha, it doesn't go into Agni's mouth. It goes into Shumba's mouth or Nishumba's mouth, right? Because it's mine. Right, I, you know, so, so that's the problem. It's not that these things are necessarily bad; they're bad out of place. They're, they're, they're uh, 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 lust, anger, greed, jealousy, envy. They have their place in the human psychology and personality, but they shouldn't be running the hu- the human body and mind. That becomes an un- unbearable situation, right? So that's the situation here. So, um, uh, where are we? Uh, the shaktis. In the same, with the same form, the same ornaments, the same vehicle the different gods possess, their shaktis came forward to fight the demons. Seated upon a chariot pulled by swans, holding rosary and water pot, came Brahmani. Right? In other words, Brahma shakti, or the female form of Brahma, or the energy that Brahma possesses, right? or Devi's form, the form of Brahma. Uh, and she, the same form, so she runs, she, she's on a, on a, on a, on a um, uh, swan, so the swan represents the breath. The swan represents uh, uh, the Soham Mantra, which is I, I am. You know, there's a very, each one of these, we don't have time. In, in the past, when we've given a, a night for each one of the chapters, we can go into in detail, but we don't have that. I want to get to the main point in a second. Uh, um, Maheshwari, this is Mahadeva, the Lord Shiva Shakti, came riding a bull, holding the trident, wearing bracelets and a great serpent, and adorned with a crescent moon. Kaumari, Kumari, Kumari is the form of. Uh, uh, skanda, right? Kumar and Kumari. Uh, she came uh, in the form of Guha, riding a peacock uh, and attack to attack the demons. So this is the Brahm, the Shakti of Brahma of of Shiva and of Skanda so far, right? Right. And now Vishnu gives, I think, four four additions to the party, right? Also, Vishnu is fond of incarnating, so it makes sense. He has lots of, you know, uh, Shiva's incarnation is Shiva. Right, but Vishnu has, I mean, uh, 32 mentioned in the Bhagavatam and describes as many incarnations or are drops of water from the eternal waterfall. So it's a lot, right? So he, he gives a few into the story, right? He says, uh, first, his primary form is Vishnu, is Vaishnavi. Then came Vaishnavi Shakti, seated upon the eagle mount Garuda, holding conch, disc, club, bow, and sword in her hands. Assuming the form of the incomparable sacrificial boar, the Shakti of Hari advanced in her form as Varahi, the female form of Araha, the boar incarnation. Narashinghi, this is the Shakti of Narashingha, right? In the form of, uh, just like Narashinga, half man, half lion, or half woman and half lioness, to be more exact here, arrived bringing down the stars, the tossing of her mane. Very beautiful. The thousand eyes, Aindri. This is Indra Shakti. So it's interesting because it's not usually Indra Shakti, is Sachi. And Vishnu Shakti is Lakshmi, and Brahma Shakti is Saraswati, right? And Shiva Shakti is Parvati. It doesn't mention like that, so it's not, it's not their wife, right? This is their own Shakti. It's an it's an important point. In uh, uh, Aindri came holding a thunderbolt in her hands and riding an elephant. So this happens. So even in that, it's easy to get confused. So Shiva is watching the whole thing. He even sees his own form show up as as my. Uh, 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 Maheshwari, right? 
but still the problem with the ego and the and the masculine uh, possession the eye and mind he immediately it's hard even for shiva right <laughs> to let go of the idea that it's him and it's being done for him and he's a doer right so this is an echo of our, that that's that shumba nishum the eye and mind at even at not just at the grossest level of a, of, of, a, of a demonic twisted sense of self right but even at the most refined level of shiva right so he shiva shiva this is a part this is probably the verse where shiva looks the worst in all the scriptures <laughs> right and shiva mind you he spends you know he's covered in ash lives in cremation ground smokes hemp you know this is like he's, he's a con- 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 uh, complicated character but this is a line that that he gets a he he gets a good he gets a uh he gets put into his, even Shiva gets put into his place here. She, then Shiva, surrounded by the Shaktis of the gods, so Shiva, surrounded by all these Shaktis, <laughs> right? They're all Mahindri and Aindri and Brahmi and Vaishnavi, like this, right? It says, says to Chandika, says to the, to the, to the goddess, right? Uh, let these demons, let those demons be killed for my pleasure. Like, go kill the demons <laughs> to please me, right? He, I think he, he perhaps missed the point <laughs> right right, right. Uh, uh, uh. then from out of the body of the goddess herself came for the shakti of chandika right terrifying extremely feels fierce and yelling like hundreds of jackals so this is something so out of brahma came brahmi out of all these forms came out of Chand- chandika herself came another form right so this is when <laughs> Chandika is already means it's a fierce goddess, but when you the real Shakti of the fierce goddess is really fierce, right? It's the fierceness of the fierce goddess. Like Narasimha is the ferocity of Narasimha, right? And Brahma is the, and Brahmi is the creativity of of the creative Brahma, Brahma mm-hmm. right? So if Chandika is the fierce goddess, the one who comes out of her, right? Her Shakti is is the fierceness of the fierce goddess. We sometimes we call that Prachandika. The most fierce of the fierce goddesses, right? In other texts, she appears as like uh, like a um, chinamasta, mm-hmm. like this, right? Here she's called. Here I didn't. In, I don't know. Looking at the Sanskrit earlier, like my, my translations, I missed one line. It uses this term ap- uh, apirajita, right? Like apirajita it means unconquerable, the one who's never been conquered, right? The one who doesn't have to answer to Lord Shiva, right? <laughs> that's the, that's the point, right? You know, so she answers, yelling like hundreds of jackals. So this is. <laughs> <laughs> and this will be very nice to nice and not nice to hear, right? Uh, it says, "Go," it says, "My lord," right? <laughs> the one, you know. So, so she's the one. Go, everybody. Go, then you go, my lord, right? My so-called master. You go, and so she's now directing Shiva, right? So there's a there's a very big point here. It's a shakta text ultimately, right? Go, my lord, as my messenger. You're my servant. Go do what I say. Right, you go. Uh, don't tell me to go kill those demons. You go to the demons, give them my message. Right, uh, uh, go my as my messenger to Shumba and Nishumba. Tell those two haughty demons, Shumba and Nishumba, uh, uh, and the others, other demons in battle. Give back. Here's, here's the message the message to the demons, the message to all of us. Right, right now. Right, go back, give back the three worlds to Indra, and allow the gods to enjoy their sacrificial offerings. Go back to the underworld if you want to keep your life. Now, let's go back to where you belong, right? You have your chance, right? It's not that you're bad. You shouldn't have taken over the three worlds. <laughs> you shouldn't be taking the offerings of everything. And they shouldn't be in control. 
they have their place. Go back to your place. If you if you know if you go back to your place, if you want to keep your life, this is my, Shiva. Go tell them. But also Shiva, we, we get a little funny because a little bit of sarcastic kind of flavor of, of this, right? But Shiva is consciousness. She, I mean, Shiva is not nothing. We're joking, but Shiva is not nothing, right? Shiva is everything, right? And Shiva and Shiva are non-different, right? Uh, so this is the thing is that even the hamkara, uh, the uh, I and mind, the ego and, and these, these things, we're getting that message constantly. We're being told, give back the three worlds, right? <laughs> right? Ego's fine. It's ahamkara is one of the elements. It's a tool. It's a tool in, in, in the hands of the self, right? Just like body, mind, the five elements, the mind, the ego, the the uh, the, the buddhi, right? There, it's, it's, it's a tool, right? Right? We all know if we stop and think a little bit, we get that message. You know, give back if we want. Otherwise, it's not going to go well for us, right? If we want to keep, if we want to survive this, right? We calm down. We give back. You know, so Shiva is also consciousness, right? Go back to the underworld if you want to keep your life. But if out of pride of your strength, you are anxious for battle, then come and let my jackals be filled with your flesh. The very Daimakali. Because the goddess sent Shiva himself as her messenger, she became known in this world as Shiva Duti. Shiva Duti is one who has Shiva as his messenger. Right? So usually we think of, you know, uh, 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 Parvati Pati, Shiva is the master of Parvati. Here is Shiva is a servant. She is the one who has Shiva as her servant. Right? So it shows her extremely supreme position. Here are these words in the goddess conveyed by Shiva. The great demon became filled with even more anger and approached the place where that Katyayani stood. Then the enra- in- enraged enemy of the gods began to shower the goddess with arrows, pikes, and spears. She playfully cut to pieces the arrows, spears, darts, and axes hurled by them by the trangs of her bow. Then Kali came before those enemies and pierced some with her spear and crushed them with her skull-top staff. That's one of my favorite weapons. She, one of her weapons is a, actually a strange skull-top staff. And we can think, remember the symbolism, a lot of this is, is kundalini and the like, right? We have a skull-top staff. It's called the spine, right? This is so. This is one of her, <laughs> one of her, her best weapons. You know, <laughs> sit up straight. <laughs> we have a strange, <laughs> my very strange and crooked skull top stuff. He's the only one with a good skull top stuff. <laughs> and and Kalyani. <laughs> Our Guruji says many good. Kalyani has many good qualities. But foremost is she always sits up straight. <laughs> and Bhajananda he always says sit up. He always look at me sit up straight. And <laughs> sit up straight. <laughs> So my strange sculpt top step. Uh, 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 um, Brahmani moved about, sprinkled the enemies with water from the water pot, thus robbing them of their valor and power. The Raswa Maheshwari slew demons with her trident. Vaishnavi with her disc and Kumari with her spear. Torn to pieces by the thunderbolt hurled by them by the demon, by Aindri, the Daitas and Dhanavas fell to earth by the hundreds, rivers of blood flowing from their bodies. Demons fell, being shattered by, by the blows of the snout of the goddess in the form of the divine boar, wounded in, the, in their chest by the ends of her tusk and torn to pieces by her discs. Not a shingi filling the quarters in the sky with her roars, roamed in the battle, devouring other great demons by tearing them with her claws. Losing their valor by hearing the violent laughter of Shivaduti, some demons fell to earth, only to be devoured by her. Seeing this this is one of, my, one of my favorite lines. Enraged bands of mothers. 
right? This is my, we thought this would be a great heavy metal band. The enraged band of mothers. <laughs> these are, so these are, actually, it's, I forget, the, it's, uh, uh, I don't have, the, I mean, I have, but I, I don't slow down. It's, mat, the word for mothers is matrikas here, right? It's hearing this band of matrikas. So matrikas means little mothers, right? And so there's many, so well, who are these? These are Narashingi, Varahi, Aindri, Brahmi. These are called the matrikas, right? Uh, um, uh, seeing this enraged band of mothers crushing the great demons by various means, the armies of the demons of the gods took to their heels. Seeing the demons fleeing this band of mothers, the great demon Raktabija came forward to fight with wrath. So this is the main topic of this chapter, Raktabija. Right? And he had a boon. And there's in the Devi Bhagavatam, the boon is described how he got it. We won't have time today. Whenever a drop of body fell from his whenever a drop of blood fell from his body. When it touched the earth, at that very moment, a new demon would rise up. Right? This is a famous, uh, and he'd have the same power, and the same form. That means, if when he gets cut, another every drop of blood becomes another demon. Every drop of blood when they get cut, another drop of demon. Right? Uh, the great demon fought Indra Shakti with club in hand. So Aindri struck Raktabija with her thunderbolt. Blood began to flow from his body, injured, being thus injured by his, the thunderbolt. From this blood rose up new fighters with, form and, with the same form and valor. As many drops of blood fell from his body, that many persons came into being with his strength and power. These persons who sprang from his blood also began to fight with the mothers in a, in a dreadful manner hurling powerful weapons. Again and again his head was wounded by her thunderbolt. Thousands of persons were born from that blood. Vaishnavi struck him with her disc and Aindri beat, him, beat this lord of demons with her club. The world became pervaded by thousands of great demons who had, the, who had his form rising up from his blood that flowed from him when cloven by Vaishnavi's disc. Kumari struck this great demon, Raktabija was her spear, Varahi was her sword, Maheshwari was her, her trident. Raktabija, filled with wrath, also struck each mother many times with his club. Receiving multiple wounds from spears, darts, and other weapons, hundreds of demons came into being from his blood. These demons, born from his blood, pervaded the world. Right, so this is the scene, right? So this also happens in a second, right? This is important. And so this is... Raktabija is an ancient, he's mentioned in ancient texts, right? This is an ancient idea, an ancient demon. Uh, um, uh, but here it has some meaning, right? And people have given, blood is a symbol, is red, symbol of rajas, right? And it's given the symbol, many uh, translations and commentary will say that it has to do with desire. Or, uh, and that one desire is fulfilled, another desire comes, it doesn't go away. Fulfilling one desire doesn't... So that's one meaning, and it's it's there. And all, not once again, not all desire is bad, right? But this is the uncontrolled, unmitigated. But <coughs> I believe, and and some yogis have interpreted it this way. This is the way. Whatever the original story, uh, the original story has many layers of interpretation. It's an ancient history, an ancient mythology, and developed over many thousands of years. But as it, as a practitioner looking at, I can, we can relate to Raktabija. Right, and so I, I, I interpret Raktabija to be thoughts themselves, the quality of vrittis, right? Movements of the mind and thoughts, right? What happens? You, you try to think one thought. One thought does not stay one thought. It creates a million. Within a second, the mind is filled. Even the thought, don't think, right? That creates another thought. How do I don't think? 
I'm not supposed to think, oh my God, I'm thinking, <laughs> right? So, right? It's not working. Am I thinking? Am I not thinking? You know, it's like even that, like, a, but also what happens if you like, we try to think, even we try to think of something like in yoga, in, we try to think one thought, like we try to think, everybody, we should only try to think of, today is an auspicious day, we should think of our mother or think of the divine mother. So then it comes, we think of the divine mother, then our mother shows up in our mind. And then, and then what our mother said to us in junior high school shows up into our mind. And then that kid that, that made fun of us in junior high school comes into mind. And how, if I was a day, what I, what, then the thought that what you would say to that kid if you, in the modern day, would come to you. Right, pretty, pretty, and then it's like, he knew what I, and then, and, then, and then, oh my God, I shouldn't think that. And then, then, you know, one thought, even an auspicious thought, think of God. Within a second, the whole world is pervaded by Raktabija. Every thought becomes a million thoughts. And we don't get, and, and, that's exact, and this is the exact opposite of yoga, right? Yoga is a cessation of, is a stilling of the vrittis, right? Even you try to, even yoga is, an, is, is, it contradicts yoga. Try to think of God, think nothing, think one thing. Within a second, so many things come. So what's the solution, right? This is our problem, right? These demons born from his blood pervaded the world. The gods became very alarmed at this. We can do, we're also very alarmed by this. Seeing the gods frightened, Chandrika laughed and told Kali, Hey Chamunda, open your mouth. Swallow the drops of blood caused by the blows of my weapons and swallow the demons that have come and born from the blood of Raktabija. Roam about the battlefield, devouring the great demons that have sprung from him. This demon, emptied of his blood, shall soon perish. As you devour them, other fierce demons will not be born. So this is the thing. So this is one of the meanings of Ma's lolling tongue. Or you know, we see her tongue sticking out. In old pictures, she had the lolling, fearful-looking tongue. In the picture on the cover of the book, here's Chan- Kali's tongue goes all the way around the whole. <laughs> right, covers the whole thing. Right, uh, you just pointed it out. Yes, I've, I've I have had this book for five, six years, but or ten years. I don't know when it came out. I've never noticed that. Uh, um, <coughs> so. At the opening, the sound of Ma's bow, the roar of the lion's uh, roar, right? The uh, Ma saying hum, the sound of her bell, right? These sounds are very important, right? So, and the tongue is also important. So, the yogis have given it, this is the way we tend to interpret it. I, I believe that the, uh, an easy way to approach this is that is through mantra, right? Because in mantra is one of the few times where their neck thought is given even if you, in contemplation or meditation we think of trying to we think of i mean hopefully we can keep the mind positive but we don't have much control eventually what happens we think one thing it leads to another thing another thing and then we oh my god i forgot i've i've, I've distracted and again you try to think of god this is how we do and, we, and then the mind filled with a million thoughts again and who knows where you are and oh again i try to think try to think something positive try to th- or not think like this right but in mantra it's a unique thing because in mantra when it's the next thought is given Right, you know, it's like you think you say God's name, and the next thought is fixed. There's no, ch- there's no chance for. A th- I mean, it's not easy, and sometimes we, we, we fall off, and the mind fills, we, we one drops out of our mouth, and <laughs> and, and and the and the world fills again with demons, right, with thoughts, right. So uh, this is one of the things where the every every thought, the next thought is fixed. You say God's name, the next thought God's name, the next thought God's name, next thought God's name. Slowly, slowly, the vrittis become less at least if not gone right uh, so our guruji used to say think nothing 
right? Our Bodo Guruji, think nothing, right? We mentioned this is not, turns out not easy. And he even said this is the hard way. Right? His guru said, think nothing, that he practiced. That's how he attained his success. He said, eventually it was very hard. And night and day I practiced. I didn't want to disappoint him. So I practiced night and day. And I, eventually I became successful. I mean, he said, I mean, in, in Hindi, one of the tapes we have of him, one of the few tapes, he says, I, I, I entered the silence. What he means when he said, I became successful. I caught the silence. There's something, I mean, when the vrittis stop, then something, then Yoga Sutra says, then the seer rests in his own nature. Something, something away, he says, in, in Guruji's language, the mind and body are still, the self which is already there, just, it's already there, it shines forth. Right, it just, it, 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 it shines forth, right, that's it. Right, so he says, but if you can't think nothing, which is hard to do, then think one thing. And that's also hard to do. Right? For the same, because Raktabija, the mind is Raktabija. Vritis create one disturbance, and they'll, you know, some, you know, if you have a top, one little tip, it, it, the whole thing goes spinning out of control, right? Right? One little bit of off balance, the whole thing, right? In a uh, trailer in a truck, one little, somebody hits, the whole thing starts spinning very hard. Um, but, so meditation, thinking nothing is hard, and thinking one thing is also hard, right? So mantra comes to the rescue because it's a way. It's a very powerful way to try to think one thing, right? Because I mean, it's right, you can, you, and you, at least you can try, right? And, and so, <coughs> um, no new. And it says eventually, no new thoughts will come, and emptied of his blood, the demon will fall down, right? So, and when the vrittis eventually, that energy will be wasted, will be will be consumed, right? You you stop the en- you stop the vibration, and you, and also all those other all the demons you swallow. You swallow their blood and you swallow the demons. You swallow them whole. All the people who are born from that. Right? So, and a big theme of the Chandi is that the prana of this energy gets consumed by the Devi. Right? She takes the prana itself. She stops the vibration and pulls the prana. She swallows the prana. And actually, at the end of the battle, even she and her, her lion, lion uh, go through the, through the army, sucking the energy of the, of the, of the dead gods. Right? Because what it is, it's her energy. It's her prana. She, everything is her energy. It's been misused. Right, she's taking it back. Right, uh, um, have been spoken to her thus. The goddess struck him with her dart. Kali then drank Raktabija's blood with her mouth. He then struck Chandrika with his club. This this blow from her club did not hurt her in the least. Chamunda swallowed the blood flowing from his wounded body. Chamunda devoured the great demons that sprang from the flow of his blood and also drank his blood. The goddess then killed Raktabija with her dart, thunderbolt, arrows, sword, spears, as Chamunda drank his blood, stricken by with such a multitude of weapons, bereft of blood, this great demon fell to the ground, dear king. The gods then rejoice. The band of mothers who sprang from the bodies uh, began to, from their bodies began to dance, intoxicated by the demon's blood. What is it? Oh, that prana has been released. They're intoxicated by this release of prana. That's been, and you can see, sometimes we have a big knot, right? We're obsessed on something intellectually or physically. It's like that. When it gets really, it's like, you know, you you feel like dancing, right? The prana, that, that it's a, an explosion of prana. It's a huge release, you know. Uh, um. <laughs> this is where I ended my commentaries. I have one sentence, dot, 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 dot. <laughs> I never finished the commentary. <laughs> I wrote some commentary on the Chandi a long time ago. I only got to chapter 7. <laughs> long, long time ago. Not commentary, uh, comments, something. A few paragraphs per chapter. Um. Uh, thus ends the 8th chapter entitled The Slain of Raktabija, Found the Devi Mahatmya by Markandiya Prana. What time is it? Six o'clock. Spoken once, when? 
Suvarni was Manu. And we were joking, uh, last year I think you wrote me like, how did Suvarni become Manu? Because this is the <laughs> ultimate question. The whole Chandi starts with how did Suvarni become Manu? So anyways. <clears throat> so this is, I think, a very, I love this story, Raktabhi, because it also describes Ma's tongue. And, and also Ma's, and, and, and there's many meanings of, of given to Ma's tongue. But mantra is a very uh, powerful way to control thoughts, right? But also, all the, one of the things that, that Shumba and Nishumba, they created all these demons, right, which are just their thoughts. And then he, create, and then he created them, uh, and, and, and then a demon that itself is, generates thoughts, right? It's an unending, and demon after, within a second, the whole world is filled, right? right? So where they, they're all projections of the one Shumba, Shumba and Nishumba, right? I and mine. They, pro, they project the whole thing, right? And so Devi, she also projects the whole thing. This whole world of name and form is her. Right, you know, so the, the in- internal world of the ego project all our thoughts, all of our, our confusions and, and anxieties and, and conflicts and all this stuff is, it, it comes up, where did it come from? We ourselves created, we generated. So this is being paralleled with the Devi's par- creation, Ya Devi Sarva Bhuta, she, she created everything. Everything is her, right? There's a, there, in these things, there's a parallel construction, if you would say in literature, there's a parallel construction between these two. Um, uh, uh, and I'm going to skip. Uh, I'll tell you in 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 uh, uh, chapter nine, Nishumba gets killed, right? And um, uh, 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 Shumba, I mentioned ego and self-loathing or attachment, the I and mine, man 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 uh, man manatva, right? I and mine is the the Sanskrit term, right? There's another thing the yogis have said that that they the the different. Uh, um, First, Madhu and Kaitaba, these are tamas we have to overcome. Then Mahishasuda becomes his rajas, right? He's, you can see he's that buffalo demon. Here, sat, uh, Shumba and Nishumba are sattvaguna. These are like, uh, because ahamkara is not necessarily a bad thing. It just, but we can, we have to eventually, that eventually becomes a bad thing. For, you know, for, uh, uh, at a certain point in spiritual practice, we're going to have to deal with the ego, right? With I, our sense of I and mine. Most people, that's, most people, that's not their problem. Most people need food and safety, not to deal with their ego, right? You know, or, and so we have to, you know, we, we have to step by step by step. By, so, this, so we have to go through, most people just regular life, difficult enough. But then for the yogi, the introspective yogi at a certain point will begin to like overcome my ignorance, this is, uh, or in my passion, my animalistic nature, lust and greed and like that, these lower things that we're not so proud of, right? And then even we may get some uh, moderate success at some understanding and control. Uh, but then still, that final thing has to be gotten rid of. The sense of I and mine has to be unlocked and un- unpulled apart. So in chapter 9, the battle continues and Nishumba gets killed. I've told you in chapter 9. <laughs> right? <coughs> Because I want, because we only have a half hour, and I want to get to the the the, the slain of, Sh- uh, of Shumba himself. So first, once again, one mind gets knocked down. I can't stand up by itself much longer, right? But it gives up a good. It gives a good. He gives a good fight. It's not easy to to uh, to uh, overcome it. The sage said, seeing his brother Nishumba as dear to him as his own life. Again, right? It is his own life. It's the thing that animates it, right? Slain and his army destroyed, the demon Shuma angrily said, now he's, now he's speaking, remember, his army has been killed and his brother is got, has been killed, right? Which means he has nothing left. He's by himself, 
right? And that's the thing, that's, we create this whole sense of identity to not be by ourselves, right? You know, it's like, we, uh, so he's, he's very uh, vulnerable. He's lost everything. All he has is that last little sense of self, if we give it to psychological interpretation, which we do. Uh, uh, seeing his brother Nishimba, dear, uh, uh, and, he, and he screams at Ma, uh, wicked and proud, right? She says, she says to Ma, "You're the wicked. You're the wicked one." Right? <laughs> right? That's, like, it's called, that's called projection. I think in modern psychology. <laughs> no, you're the demon. <laughs> you know, like this is like, you know, this is what you're. And, and uh, wicked, and and you're proud of your strength. You're so proud of your strength, right? Uh, uh, uh. Oh, Durga, do not show your pride before me. <laughs> right? Of course, he's just purely showing pride, not thing with like You fight resorting to the strength of others. Right? Of course, he sent army after <laughs> army, millions of battalions, and, 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 and like, but actually, he didn't. He sent his only, all just agitations in the mind. He didn't do anything. If you really stop to think about it, you know, in the story, he sent a huge battle, but it was nothing. She goes home and they, most of them, the first, the first <laughs> one sound, one month and then they go away, right? You know, it doesn't take much, right? And if that doesn't work, you hit him with the spine and the skull, you know, like, beat him with the, with the spine, you know. <laughs> right, you fight resort, so it says, do not show your pride before me, you fight resort to the strength of others. So he's accusing her of fighting, of, of, of other people's strength. Who are the other people? Well, there's Chandika, there's Kali, there's uh, uh, Aindri, Brahmi, Vaishnavi, Varahi, Narasinghi, uh, um, uh, uh, who am I missing? Kumari. Kumari and Brahmi, right? So these, are, these are called the Matrikas, right? So these are all on the, on the battle, right? And, and so he's now by himself. He sends, there was first, she was sitting alone in the Himalayas, and he sent <laughs> 10,000 armies to go get her, right? Now that he's by himself, and he sees seven, eight goddesses, <laughs> Right, and their mounts and weapons. I go, oh, don't be so, you're so proud because you, you're winning now because you're, you're being on other people's strain, right? And so, obvious, obviously, he's, this is not correct. There's, a, there's an idea here also that's not at first, uh, um, uh, first reading obvious because he may have said this, but also an author said this also. The, 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 the scribe who wrote this text also He's putting this, there's a hint into the interpretation also. You fight, his accusation is all these are other people's strength. Right, so Durga is fighting, or Kali is fighting, but she's fighting with, with Shiva's strength, and, and Vishnu's strength, and Brahma's strength. He's fighting all the gods, right? You know, like, but that's not they're, not, he's, they're not all the gods, it's her. Right, all the gods use her strength. She's not fighting on their strength. Right, that's one of the important little... If we take a step back, you resort into the strength of others. And then the great verse, right? The, uh, Devi Uvacha, the, 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 uh, uh, the goddess speaks. He has this uh, typed over his shrine. This is, like, this is considered a Mahavakya, one of the great non-dualistic, uh, like, like a Hambramasmi and Tatvamasi, like this, right? This is the Mahavakya of the, of the, of the, chan, of the Chandi. Ekayavyaham, uh, ek, uh, right? Ekayavyaham jagat yatra dvitiya ka mama para. Alright? You pronounce it better. Ekayavya aham. Right? So she, we say aham brahmasmi. Actually, the problem when we say aham brahmasmi, it's the ego going aham brahmasmi, aham brahmasmi, aham brahmasmi. 
Right, the ego's telling a lie. It's not, <laughs> right? Who says aham brahmasmi? Brahman says, I am Brahman. Anybody else says, I am Brahman, you're lying. Right? <laughs> right? But Brahman can say, I am Brahman. So actually when we meditate upon aham, aham brahmasmi, right, we're meditating on Brahma, Brahman saying, aham brahmasmi, the Supreme Self, this declaration of his own uh, self-revelation, right? So this is the same thing here, right? She, we're not saying, I am everything. She's saying, Ekavya aham. I am the only one here. Right? So, so th- th- there's no... I'm the, I'm the only one... You, you, you're accusing me of, of, of being many. Or fighting... Not, not even being many. Of, ha- of, of, their, of their being many. That's even better. Not of, of, of me being many, but of their being many even. Right? Ekavya aham. I am one only. Right? Uh, 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 this is Advaita or... Kavalyam, the same type of idea, though singularity. I am the only one. Jagat, uh, jagat yatra in this whole moving world, this whole vibrating world. You see, not just these uh, deities on the battlefield, right? Everything you see, right? There's all. I am the only one. Dvitiya ka mama paraha. Dvitiya, besides me, mama paraha. Other than me, where is there a second person? Where is there a second? Right, so I'm the only one, and there's no second. Right, this is a big, this is a classical Vedantic statement, actually. Right, this is where tantra, why can, why tantra is considered, and shaktism and tantraism is considered, ultimately, of, of a, an Advaitic uh, tradition. Right, it's just from a different perspective. Right, uh, Arthur, uh, 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 John Woodruff, he he makes a statement. He says Vedanta starts from the Siddha posi- position, where the Siddha can say, "I am Brahman." Right, and this world doesn't exist, right? But the sadaka says, "You are Brahman, and you are this world." Right? We have to. It's, they're both the same statement, seen from two perspectives. One's from from the she's saying, "I am everything," and we're saying, "You're everything." Right? <laughs> the problem is we start using the language of a siddha. We're not there. It can be a little. Da- Something it's good because we're we're hearing that original echo of of, of the of the truth. But it can be a little dangerous. Sri Ramakrishna said in Kali Yuga, it's very dangerous to say, "I am Brahman." Right, because when we say I, we mean this body, right? And not only this body, we, we mean this body. He even said that what is the quality that this body is so um, we're so identified with with the body and food, not even our body. So you skip a meal, see what happens to your mind. <laughs> your 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 Brahman realization can't even handle skipping blood sugar, go dipping a tiny a few a few, a few states, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, in our, in our, in our family, there I was I always think of this. You know, it's like all of a sudden we start bickering and arguing and like on a, like maybe we should eat something <laughs> right and then you eat something it's like oh we love each other <laughs> that's right your family i remember that <laughs> but with but, but you know say so, so uh, such a person's going to say a humble must be very dangerous he says it actually becomes unwholesome it's not not true the truth is brahman only brahman exists actually and and he or she or it is saying i am the only one that exists right uh, 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 this is ultimately this is and so we've been talking the last few weeks this difference between the seer and the scene right we would think oh God is a seer the self is a seer and the scene is but actually in the Chandi itself it says actually the seer scene and and scene right all exists within the supreme reality which is called Devi in the womb of the Divine Mother in the in the, in the Chandi and the Devi Bhagavatam right so it uh, uh, she's it itself says I'm the only thing I'm not only am I everything, I'm the primary, I'm the, even that primary duality of seer and scene, of subject and object, 
or the trinity of subject, object, and relationship. Seer, seen, and seen, or thinker, thought, and, th- and think, and thinking. Right? Even that, there's no. Where is that besides me? It's all, I'm. I'm only can be seen. It all comes. It all exists in me. Right? I am the only one here in this world. Who else is here besides me? Oh, wicked one! Remember, he called her wicked one. Yeah. You're the wicked one. Oh, wicked one! All these goddesses are my own shaktis. They're my powers. They're not other people's powers. They're only my powers. Right? Look, they are again entering into me, right? And with all, then all the goddesses led by Brahm, Brahma, Brahmani uh, were reabsorbed into the body of the goddess, and Ambika alone remained. Right? This is a very beautiful scene, right? So this is this is, this is an ancient mythological story of an ancient battle, right? But it's also this is a, a description from a third party's view, right? The gods looking down, the rishis telling the story of the state of supreme the ultimate state of realization, right? On the one alone shines, right? But the one alone shines, but still, that ego is still, I mean, he's, he's almost within a few verses. I'm, I'm spoiling, <laughs> spoiler alert, he dies, right? <laughs> In the light of that infinite awareness of the one, or the one's infinite awareness of itself, however you want to say this, right? The duality cannot survive. It cannot hold itself. It has to disappear. So then, when this ha- uh, the numerous proje- and the goddess spoke, the numerous forms projected by my power have all beth- been withdrawn into me. I now stand alone, stand up and fight, right? With this realization, with this uh, rev- revelation, now you fight. See how how it goes. The sage said, then between the goddess and the demon Shumba began a dreadful battle, while the gods and demons looked on. With showers of arrows, sharp weapons, and frightful missiles, the two engaged in a battle that frightened all the world. The lord of the demons broke all the divine missiles that Ambika hurled at him, hunt by the hundreds, with her own defensive weapons. Many of the excellent weapons hurled by him were likewise playfully broken by that supreme goddess, by the chanting of Hum and other mantras. Then the demon covered the goddess with hundreds of arrows, and the goddess in anger cut his bow and her own arrows. So it goes on like this for about 20 verses, right? There's a very large battle. Each one can be seen as different stages of that internalized process. We don't have time to uh, uh, fully... At one point, the demon brought his fist down upon the heart of the goddess, and the goddess also hit him on the chest with her palm. This is getting very... Even if it's an anger, you're hitting like the, very, the heart of the matter, right? She's hitting the goddess's heart, and he's, she's hitting his heart, right? Because, remember, she's the only one. There's no second. Mm. It's the same action, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's like she's, he's hitting his own heart. Mm-hmm. She's fighting, you know what I mean? I don't know how to, there's no, there's no duality ultimately. Like, like exactly screaming in the mirror, right? You know, like, you know it's like, uh, so you can see it gets, it gets getting very, very uh, de- uh, focused. Uh, the goddess and the uh, the goddess uh, hit the heart of the, the goddess. Uh, the king, the demon king, wounded by the blow from her palm, fell to earth, but immediately rose up again. He gets knocked down again. That ego keeps coming up again and up and down. The demon and Chandika fought in close combat in the sky like never before, causing wonder in the minds of siddhas and sages. After a long close combat, Ambika lifted him and whirled him around and threw him down to the earth. Thus thrown to earth, the evil-natured one quickly got up and rushed to kill Chandika with his fist upraised. It's not easy. 
That's the thing to get rid of this. The goddess, seeing the approach of the Lord of the demon, threw him again to the earth and pierced him with, in the chest with her spear. Pierced by the goddess's sharp spear, he fell dead on the ground. Ultimately, he got stabbed. Shaking the entire earth with its seas, islands, and mountains. Right? When this evil-natured demon was slain, the entire universe became happy and regained perfect peace, and the sky grew clear. The flaming, ominous clouds became tranquil, and the rivers regained their natural course after he was slain. After his death, the minds of the multitude of gods became filled with joy, and the Gandharvas began to sing sweet songs. Others played their musical instruments while heavenly nymphs, this is a, a, a Gandharvas and, and what's the other? Upsa, thank you, Upsadas, danced. Favorable winds began to blow, and the sun shined radiantly above. The sacred fires blazed peacefully, and the fearful sound that had filled all directions became tranquilized. All right, thus ends the tenth chapter entitled The Slain of Shumba, found the Devi Mahatmya of the Markandeya Purana when Suvarni, spoken when Suvarni was Manu. Right, this, this image, the way uh, the author portrayed the illuminating experience of the death is like, is nature becomes beautiful, uh, sacredness is reestablished, the mind becomes calm, all that hideous agitation, it becomes silence. The rivers flow sweetly, the sun, you know, it's like, what, what happens? And one, and one thinks nothing happens, right? Just all the agitation, I mean, all this agitation is only in the mind, if we take it a little bit psychologically, right? right? When the mind is agitated, Right, we can see what is the cause of our agitation of our mind. When we create, when we're living in a in a in a chaotic, fearful, complicated world, or, you know, it's like the boon given by the goddess to the gods is one who, when when we're in trouble, if we remember you, you remove the pro- trouble, and then this happens. This is the scene. This is the re- the conclusion of that of them remembering her, right? So we mentioned last week is we have trouble remembering her. Our real problem is, is means we don't we we don't remember her. We don't see her, right? But this goes even deeper, the real trouble, right? The very agitation of I and mine. The very thing that could, that's the real trouble. And, and, and what does it mean to remember her, right? First, it starts with a little bit of practice. Yeah, oh, that goddess who exists in all being in the form of consciousness, in the form of the mind, in the form of sleep, in the form of wakefulness, in the form of hunger, the form of motherhood, in the form of auspiciousness, of inauspiciousness. Of, you know, that begins trying to, it be, uh, trying to remember, trying to see God, how she's become everything. Right, but the but it's not just trying to. I mean, we try we try to, and also rock the beach, try to remember God. The mind mind comes down by chanting mantra. The mind comes down, but the real problem, the real difficulty, is difficulty exists only in the world of duality, right? <laughs> happiness and misery. If you're miserable, you're in the world of duality, <laughs> happiness and misery, right? But the real the reality isn't the world of duality. She's become she's. All, it exists, but there's only one. This is uh, the mystery of 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 of, 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 of tantra. This is the word mystery of of, of of shaktism. There's only one. Yet this is whole, this whole world's here, right? But you could say, but she says, I'm the only one. Where is there a second? Show me a second, right? You know, our problem is we see a second. We think we're the second, mm-hmm. and we create and we th- and in our mind we have millions, not just a second. We have millions, right? And we see millions, and we we have millions. Right, but there's only one, and 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 
but that's a very difficult realization, right? But it is, as one yogi used to tell me, it's like we may not uh, have that immediate realization. This is our goal, right? But it's the truth, right? And so sometimes it's how he says. Sometimes it's helpful to have a philosophical view of the world that's actually true. Right, <laughs> because most philosophical views of the world do not have that the substratum of everything is only the one supreme goddess, the supreme consciousness. We're all her forms, not knowing that is the call of our suffering. Right, she's become everything. All forms of knowledge are her. All people are her manifestation. All women are her are her embodiments. You know, the Sunday says like that. That's not, that's not what most philosophical and religious uh, theological systems teach. Right, you know, so he says. So while we may, we, we, it's there's a danger. Go, it's all ma and all, you know, we're all perfect, you know, and not be there. It's, we can fake it, and that's a danger, right? And make a fool of ourselves if we start speaking beyond our experience. Obviously, beyond our experience, right? It becomes almost a caricature. It becomes almost embarrassing, right? But it's good. It's true, <laughs> right? You know, a hambramasmi is true. It's just not our experience yet. And if you say it before, it's if you start saying it wrong, and it becomes obvious. Oh. Yeah. Look who thinks he's Brahman, right? <laughs> Extension of the, of the world, one of the most famous jokes in the world. Yes, look who thinks he's Brahman. Um, right. Uh, <coughs> anyways, this is... Uh, 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 and so, today we have, of course, Ma Kali is the main deity here. And we also have, on the shrine itself, we have Anapurna Devi. We have Kamakshi Devi. We have um, uh, Kamakya Devi. We have um, uh, Lakshmi, we have uh, uh, um, uh, Pratangira Devi, and 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 uh, Rajarajeshwari, and Jagadamba, and Radha. It's like so. That's one thing, and we, we can try to see they're all aspects of the one. But then t- now we have the, the beautiful Durga Parivar, right? And when I'm seeing like they're right next to each other, it's like like do we do we battle this one? Do we battle this one? <laughs> but the story we saw one has become many. Right and but they're all the same, you know. It's also it's a it's a it's a nice way of remembering, like, you know, is Kali part of Lakshmi or did Durga come from Kali or did she come from the you know? Ultimately, she's saying I'm the only one. Look, right? What does it mean? I mean, in the story, she they got reabsorbed to her, but we can also this is a, this is a realization. We think we we have to realize oh, there's 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 only one, right? Whether or not they're literally reabsor- in the story, they're reabsorbed into her and she stands alone. But this is—I I believe this is also the, the the description of a realization. Like, oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I get it. <laughs> you know, this is the beginning of the you know, this is the stages of our own realization, our own uh, understanding, right? You know, and 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 when you begin when you begin to get it, right? Then look, there's part of us that's not going to survive getting it. That's the thing, right? And so we sometimes call that smashan. Right, we, that's the cremation ground, right? Because in the light of that realization, not much survives. Actually, nothing survives, right? You know, uh, 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 one of our friends, Krishna Mohan, he says he, Narsingadev has the same tradition as Kali. Almost the Vaishnav form of the same tradition, and he says that actually the, 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 the graveyard he lives in the graveyard of Satchitananda. The same language. We use the, the, the cremation ground. But thing in the re, when when the one is perceived or perceived or shines the world duality doesn't survive it right so that's symbolized by the death of Mahisha or the, or the killing of Mahisha or the killing of Shumba or the killing of Nishumba or the killing of Hiranyakashipu right but it, but it doesn't have to be that way right because 
when Hiranyakashipu was ripped apart by Nishingadev, Prahlad was simply looking with devotion, right? You know, so we can we can we can approach this reality like Prahlad, you are the only reality, or like Hiranyakashipu, I'm the only reality, right? You know, so, so that that's the, that's going to be the difference between a god and a demon or a devotee. The problem we use the word. This is an ancient world's. <laughs> We, we see the fight between the gods and the demons or the fight between good and evil. But it's not even a fight between good and evil, right? Because who is good and it's It's a fight. It's it's the destruction of duality, ultimately. Mm-hmm. It's the, seeing the one, the, the world of duality is destroyed, right? And at the end, I'm not, I, don't, I'm, I won't continue because it's two more chapters or three more chapters, three more chapters that, that clean up the whole story, right? What happens then? Hmm? <laughs> Maybe next. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what happens is is then then all the, the 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 leftover demons they immediately run back to the underworld, right? So the gods are dancing in heaven, the fires are burning on earth, and the and the demon the rest of the demons went and ran back to their world, because it's that they're supposed to be there, right? Everything has like this world we're supposed to have a sense of the sacred. The gods are supposed to be in control, and the lower energies of of of, of they also have their place, right? Like even like 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 fear, right? And anger and violence. They have their place. They shouldn't be in control. But like, if somebody attacks your child, you should protect your child. If somebody something something's going to come, you should run out of the way, right? These are these are natural. These are supposed to be there, right? But when you're when something's coming to get you and you get out of the way, that's good sense, right? When you're when you're constantly running out of the way, although nothing's going to get you, the fear is taking control. Right, you know, you can see where any each one of these things, when it's out of control, that we, I mean, there's a book of psychological disorders. People keep describing, <laughs> they keep adding a hundred every every day, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm like, that's a problem. Oh my God, you know, each one of these, these are norm- they make everything a, a disorder now. But it's a disorder, and and I re- recently I saw read an article where they've made like people being really careful about food a, a psychological disorder, right? I only want to eat or, or healthy and organic. So they, that's good sense, right? But sometime it's a psychological disorder. Are we ready? There's a black car blocking the entrance of anybody's right Aha, Jesse. <laughs> we know the culprit. We know who to blame. Mm. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. So it's like, so, so, uh, so in, in one article, the, the person who came up with this ridiculous, almost ridiculous theory, right? Uh, 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 that, that eating healthy is now a psychological disorder. But he says, no, not eating healthy, but you know it when you see it. That's how you read it. <laughs> Sometimes anything can be a psychological. Anything, when anything takes control, when you lose control over anything, even good things or bad things, when you lose control over anything, then it's a problem, right? So in the story, at the, when, 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 when uh, peace is restored and harmony is restored, right, and the one is seen, Everything still has its place. Everything as before. And again, some demon will come up. <laughs> Not in the story, but the chandi ends here, right? But st- the problem is that we, hopefully, at the final thing, maybe, maybe not. But uh, 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 this story represents a final illumination of of, of 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 the gods here. But we know the story. The gods never. It doesn't last for very long, right? Uh, uh. <coughs> but then, the in in the in the frame story of. Uh, Samadhi and Surata, when they hear this story, it was told to, to teach, a sage made us, told the story to Samadhi and Surata, the king and the merchant. What did they do with it? Right? When they heard this, right, they went and did tapasya. Right? We have to, hearing it's not enough, we have to then practice, we should worship her. Right? Sri Ramakrishna said that Mahamaya, that Devi, 
right? Who is Mahavidya, Mahamaya. She's the one who covers and the one who reveals. Must be perpetuated. We actually can't fight her. If we fight her, we'll lose. That we know, right? Fighting doesn't do anything, right? So, so better we worship her, right? So they rather than going like trying to fight, they began. To, they went to the bank of the holy, holy river. They made an image out of mud, which is what we've done with Durga. Our Ma Durga is made of mud, right? It's made every year. It comes like that. They offered puja, offered flowers. They offered blood sacrifice in their own hands, their own, you know, like. Uh, uh, and then she uh, she appeared and asked Kabun, asked Kabun, right? And so Surata, the king, asks, give me a kingdom that's unending. Let me do my dharma. So he becomes, and so that's also people can have legitimate life in this world, righteous life. Let me live and be a righteous leader in this world. So he becomes, eventually, he gains his kingdom and he becomes a Manu. So how Suvarna become Manu? To answer the big question, but Samadhi, the, of course, his name Samadhi means something, right? I mean, he says, "Give me that supreme realization. Let me know my eternal oneness with you." And so he attains that. So, with this knowledge, what do we do with all this 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 um, uh, uh, knowledge of the Chandi, knowledge of uh, uh, this reality? We practice, but what we can practice for various things, right? For a successful, dynamic, dharmic, God-conscious life in the world, right? Uh, living dharmic action, right, and or both, right, and the ultimate, ultimate spirit, spiritual realization. Jai Ma Kali, is there any any comments or questions or challenges or rejections? <laughs> <laughs> what time is it now? Six twenty-nine. So I have exactly one minute to answer <laughs> all of your doubts, and, and we thank all those who are watching online. <coughs> and as, as beautiful Navarachi. Uh, season it's very wonderful we, we have to think in the ancient world the goddess was uh, supreme right uh, she was the most common form of worship many I mean it's not one thing but the goddess was worshipped in many cultures every culture great is Diana right? of the great, yes even the bible says great is Diana of the Ephesians when Paul closed down tried to close down the temple of of Diana, the people we were saying, great. Our favorite line of the of the, of the Bible is Paul, the, the, the angry uh, the angry goddess worshippers. <laughs> Jai Ma Kali, Jai Ma. Somebody tried to close down our temple. We'd be Jai Ma Dakshin is ready. <laughs> even there. that shows in the time of, of of the early apostles, they were fighting goddess worship. You know, <laughs> that's what they were fighting in a certain a certain sense. You know, we we're not seeing difference, but the goddess has been uh, 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 much. Not forgotten. She's been, she's, we we have been forced to forget her. <laughs> Not that we on automatically for, for, forgot her, and it's a, which is a very strange thing because she's the only reality, and even she's our only reality, right? We grew up nine months in in our with our only re, our only we breathed, and ate only what only her, in our earthly mother, right? And then in, in this world we're doing the same. We're we're in her, eating her, breathing her, right? Mm-hmm. And we've been. By uh, Mira, we actually in, in 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 classical Hinduism we call that Kali Yuga, to the age of darkness and forgetfulness, and we've been we don't even see the obvious anymore, right? But these nine days, right? Over a billion Hindus worldwide are worshiping. They're praying. They're doing all night garbas and dancing. They're doing sacrifices, right? And yagyas and 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 pilgrimages and fasting. Right and kirtan and dancing, you know, it's like and, and and japa, and reading and these type of discussions, you know. So it's very interesting that the, it's that she has she's been. Uh, I just got a lot of. 
hearts. Jai Ma. <laughs> right. She hasn't, but the thing is, she's still, she's still being worshipped. That's the amazing thing. And then, of course, she says here, I'm the only one here. So even those who are worshipping in the form that say, don't worship the goddess, she doesn't exist. She's the only one. She's, al- she's also being worshipped by those who spend their whole life denying her. Right, that's the amazing thing, right? So Sri Ramakrishna would say, right, he says, some call her Allah, some call her Jesus, some call her Rama, Krishna, Durga, Kali. Right, it's her that's, that's appeared in all these forms, right? Right, he says, but th- some call her Allah and say it's not her though. But still it's her, right? You know, that, 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 that's the amazing thing, right? And Sri Ramakrishna was that Shakti, the, even all the, even the avatars of Brahma, mm-hmm. uh, 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 of Rama and Krishna and like these are all Shakti, the avatar is Shakti. Everything, any anything, and we see anything. We Thakur says that's Shakti, that's her, right? So it's nice that in this day and age, you know, five thousand years or so into Kali Yuga, right? In 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 Southern California, on a Saturday <laughs> night, right? Still, <laughs> the goddess is being worshipped, right? And being recognized, and part of in the modern age, due to the grace of Sri Ramakrishna and Swami Vivekananda, is we can see her even in the forms that she's the one being worshipped, even by those who are saying she doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. She's the ultimate reality. And uh, I remember Abbot George told one time, he says that when Swami Vivekananda came, when he gave his opening talks at the Parliament and the opening speech, his message was for hundreds of years the missionaries of different countries were saying your religion is false these gods don't exist the goddess is foolish like this is not like that when he came when it was hers his time to show and, and, and give a response he says your religion is true your gods are real your saviors will help you right you know it's like exactly the same truth and so Abbot George says this is the ultimate act of Christian charity of returning good for evil Right, this is an interesting perspective, right? He's like, he, he, he showed, rather than like fight, he had some fighting words also. Swami Vivekananda <laughs> was not, he has complicated. You can't just, you can't just say one thing that Swami Vivekananda said and did, right? But you see behind, behind the whole thing, he showed the one behind everything based, based upon the teachings of, he, he modernized the message of his master, of Sri Ramakrishna. And Sri Ramakrishna's own understanding how the one who he calls Kali has become everything and is in every religion, has started every religion, is being worshipped by sincere people everywhere, right? He saw that this was Kali's message to him and therefore to the world. And he trained, his own words, he trained Swamiji to understand this message and present it. So even this view of the universality of religion, Sri Ramakrishna, under self, if we, from what we, uh, the extant literature, people claiming uh, his words, he understood that to be this is the divine mother's message, right? So it's, it's uh, so really she's the only one being. Wor- of course, we're worshiping her, and the go- and the goddess is being worshipped, but she's the only one being worshipped, because she herself says, "Who else is there besides me in this world?" All right, with that inspiring emotional note, Jai Ma Kali, Jai Takur. <laughs>